The following sermon is by Dan Thomas, pastor and teacher at Community Church in Edwardsburg, Michigan. If you've never visited us at Community Church, we invite you to join us at 28647 US 12 West in Edwardsburg. And now, here is Pastor Dan Thomas. Okay, we are going to uh, look at Acts chapter 2, verses 4, uh, 41 through 47. The reason for that, since we're talking about the church, no better place to start than at the start of the church, which is in Acts chapter 2. Uh, so we'll look at that in a minute. I'm going to call this week and next week, Moorings and More. You see what I did there? Um, I was feeling nautical, you know, I could have gone with anchors or pillars or something like that, but we're going with moorings, what we're tied into, because we want to talk about what God has called the church, the big C church, to, uh, to be anchored into and what we want to be. We want to talk about the reputation that we would like community to have, more than just that church with the good-looking preacher, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, so we want to move forward uh, with that, and uh, so we're going to talk about some of those anchors today, we'll develop it a little bit more uh, uh, next week for sure. But um, so those who received, okay, we're in the middle of Acts chapter 2 here. What has happened is the believers have gathered there for the Feast of Pentecost. I'm sorry, the Jews have gathered there for the Feast of Pentecost. And Paul stands up here and preaches. The Holy Spirit comes upon them. And the Bible says that those who received his word, well, what was his word? His word was what Jesus Christ had done. And he said, you need to repent and after you've repented, be baptized. I want to throw that in there because that was just what they said all the time in the church. You've repented. You've trusted Jesus Christ. The natural thing now is to be baptized. Two weeks from uh, now, we're going to have a baptismal service. I just wanted to mention that if you're wondering, hey, is that something I should do? If you've repented and trusted Jesus Christ for forgiveness of sin, the answer is yes. We'll develop that a little bit more going forward, even next week. But the answer simply is yes. That's what believers did. They were baptized. And there was added to the church about 3,000 souls. Now, here's what they did. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling the possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as they had need. Uh, I feel like when we read this, we ought to stop for just a second to make sure that there's no confusion. This is not the Bible saying we ought to have a, what would you say, like a socialistic, communistic society where everything is pulled together and we share it. Uh, I say that with great confidence because if you read through the Scriptures uh, in the book of Thessalonians, throughout Proverbs, individual responsibility is very big deal, and the idea that you should work, not expect others to work, and you get, get from them. But this was a time in the church where when they're following Christ, they're going to lose sometimes their source of income. They're going to suffer as a result of following Christ. And this was a time when more than ever, they needed to pull together. And that's the spirit that we need to have. Somebody else has a need. It's my need. Uh, here's what they're facing. Let's pull together. Now, day by day, they were attending the temple together. They gathered together. And then they're breaking bread in the homes. They received their food with gladness and generous hearts, praising God, having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Now, I'm going to go back to verse number 42 and go through. Okay, here's our anchors. Here's the anchors that God gave for the church to have. Here's what they were doing at the beginning. Number one, they were focusing on the apostles' doctrine. 
okay? Number one thing we want to be known for. I shouldn't say it like that. It's not all about reputation. But it, it, what I'm saying is the number one thing we want to do here is say, hey, this is a place where we believe in the Word of God. I put that first phrase up there, don't defend really for myself. I don't know if you have ever noticed, but sometimes when I come across something in the Scripture that I think, oh, no, people aren't going to love it, I will begin by saying I'm sorry. Sorry to say this, but I want to go on record as saying I am sorry for saying I'm sorry. <laughs> And I shouldn't be saying I'm sorry. So I apologize for the fact that I have to say I'm sorry for saying I'm sorry. I don't want to in any way apologize for what God wor God's Word says. And my wimpy nature sometimes leads me to do that. I don't ever want to start with the truth of God's Word and say, hey, I'm sorry to tell you this. Why should I be sorry to tell you what God has said? That doesn't make any sense. Don't amend. We have no right to try to conform the Scripture to fit our culture, to try to fit our lives. We have no right to have it uh, conf uh, try to amend Scripture or change Scripture molded so that it fits with scientific theory that is nothing but theory but has been shoved down our throats for so many years uh, we think it's the truth we have no right to change the word of God okay we have the right to preach the word of God to teach the word of God and I want to call you to that to say hey first of all I want you to hold me accountable to that if somewhere you think, hey, you know, he's getting off track here, he's going away from the Word of God, you've got to call me into account on that. And when the day comes, 35 years from now, when I pass away, I hope not. <laughs> I don't even want to stay around that long. Uh, but uh, when the day comes, when, when that happens, uh, and you're looking for somebody, make this a priority. Job one. What does this guy, is this guy going to study and try to teach the Word of God? The second thing in verse number 42 is the idea of fellowship, kind of an old school word, but Bible word here, we'll go with it. Uh, I think it's, I have it in my notes, but uh, I think it's 12 out of 20 times that the, uh, there's a Greek word, koine, koine, koineia. Something like that. Uh, it's up there. I could, I could read it for you. Uh, but uh, that is found 20 times in Scripture. Uh, 12 of those times it is translated fellowship. It is also translated contribution. Uh, not so much like a giving in the offering box, but the, uh, but the idea of contributing to the community. Sharing community, uh, communion, again, not talking about what we'll do in a few minutes here, but just talk about doing life together, like you commune with God, you commune with somebody else, you spend time with them, is talking about those relationships. So God has called us to caring and sharing with. Here's what God has called us to. He has called us to seek to help other people grow spiritually. Okay, now let me say that. I think that is very important, and, and you're going to think I'm making a lame excuse, and, and uh, I, don't, I don't think I am. Uh, Francis and I, a couple weeks ago, were visiting my son's church, and uh, we, uh, <laughs> don't tell me you've never done this, but uh, we, we were at church, and uh, we thought, you know, we wonder how friendly it was. So as we walked in, you know, this is a little small-town church. We walked in, and the greeters that were supposed to be there said, hey, good morning shook our hands, gave us, and we went over and sat down. We were probably there about five minutes early. Not another soul came and talked to us. Uh, afterwards, we thought, hey, we'll kind of see if anybody will talk to us. Not a soul. I'm not kidding. It's like, hey, this is a small town. It's supposed to be friendly. What's the deal? Uh, what's wrong with me? Uh, what's wrong with a church that doesn't want me? But uh, I was, uh, but as I was thinking through that, I, I am sure, and I am from, I know this. I know some of you, you might feel like that today. You might have felt like that several times. Hey, wait a minute. Nobody's really talking to me. I get that, and I am embarrassed by that, as I'm sure that pastor would be. However, however, 
our approach needs to be, this is what I am called to do. Okay, big church, small church, wherever you go, this is what I'm called to do. I'm called to be used in other people's lives and care about other people, not just sit and say, who loves me and who's going to care for me? Okay, it's kind of preachy, aren't I? Yes, but I do think that's important because even as I sat there, I thought, you know, I kind of had that look on my face like, is anybody going to talk to me? Uh, you know, and and the truth is, if if I, I want to take the approach of, I want to plug in because this is what I'm called to do. Uh, caring and sharing, doing life with other people. Now, we try to have opportunities, uh, small groups, ladies' Bible studies on Monday and Thursday, men's gathering on uh, Saturday mornings at, at 7, uh, a small group that meets here before our church on Sunday mornings. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm missing something, I'm sure, but we try to uh, give you opportunities for that. But can I say this is something... In uh, Hebrews chapter 10, uh, there's a verse that pastors love to use. It says, I'm going to quote the King James, that we should not be forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. And pastors love to use that because we paraphrase and say, get your caboose to church. That's what it's saying there. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. But if you read that whole passage, it's saying, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Okay, I'm hoping at the end I have a couple minutes to address some of the current events going on. Uh, if not, we'll do it next week. But uh, when you look, sometimes, man, what in the world is going on in our world? Well, things are getting worse. I don't know how to tell you that. We've talked about that when we looked at the words of Jesus and his, and his teaching. As we see the day approaching, the day of Jesus Christ, so much the more we need each other is what the Bible says. We need each other. We need to try to help each other and serve each other and do life with each other. The third thing he says, breaking of bread. In this verse, I think this is largely talking about what we're going to do in a couple minutes here is observe the Lord's Supper. Uh, does, does it mean sharing meals together? Well, if you read on and we actually read those verses, yes. It's doing life together. That is a great way to connect, to actually share meals together. The meal that we will share in a few minutes here that we do to remember the work of Jesus Christ on the, on the cross, though, is specifically what it is saying. This is something you need to do. Okay? The church should do this. Uh, and so we want to, uh, once a month around here is, is when we take it. We try to make it so that it's not something that becomes too routine and old style, but we want to do it enough that, and take it very seriously when we do this. But one of the things we're remembering, in addition to the fact that uh, Jesus Christ has laid down his life, and we see that in the body uh, that is represented by the cracker, and we see that in the blood that is represented by the juice, but then we also realize that uh, that the, we are called to be part of the one body, to serve in that one body. The song we're going to play when we do communion today is, remember this oldie? We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. Uh, that's the reminder. Okay. That's a beautiful rendition. Well, now I see a, I see a tear in your ear. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so we got the, so we got three so far, right? We have the Apostles' Doctrine. Boom. We got one known for that. By the way, I don't know that, you know, what type of grade you give us on that, but I know I can say this with confidence. I strive for that. I strive to say we're going to have a Bible. Uh, we're going to teach the Bible. I try, I try. I don't know how to say that. I really strive for that on Sunday morning. The fellowship, again, uh, I know we've got our flaws there, but uh, we try to provide opportunities to connect, and hopefully you ta you'll take advantage of some of those, especially if that's something is missing in your life in general. You don't, don't have that. How can I connect? How can I talk to Pastor Josh and see if he can help me get plugged into something there? The 
Communion, uh, again, I will say I try. I don't ever want it to be, oh, hey, we have to have communion. Uh, I thought today, we're going to talk about it, we have to have communion. But I never want it to be like, hey, let's go through the motions. I, I hope you see that a little bit. I really try to make sure that uh, we see why we're doing what we're doing. We take some time to take it very seriously. I feel like we would get a decent grade on those three at this point. The fourth one, he says, is prayer. And I want to be very honest with you. I remember my kindergarten report card. I remember... <laughs> Looked at it a little while ago. It was in a box somewhere. And uh, there was an evaluation for uses uh, Kleenexes when needed. I got an N for needs improvement. I don't I have no idea why I got an N for needs, needs improvement, but I, rem I remember getting that. Now, uh, I'm going to give us that same grade. Um, God is going to use prayer in our lives to move us into conformity. I love Adam usually starts when, when he prays before the service. He'll say, God, we want to invite you in. Well, obviously, God is everywhere. But what he's saying is we want to make room uh, for you. We, we, want, we want to make it so that our lives are not so busy that we're trying to, to serve you when convenient. But we want to recognize that you are supreme Lord and king of the universe. And therefore, we want to submit to that kingship. Did you know you were saying all that? Uh, I did. And, uh, you know, as we invite him in, into this place. So these are just some of the, like I said, some of the anchors that we want to have. Now, the sermon series for two weeks is Moorings and More. And we'll develop some of that a little bit more next week. However, uh, where do we start? I think it's very simple. Acts 2.42, right there. These four things are so crucial. So as we look at, understand, the big C, I have it on purpose. That's the important thing. The important thing is that from the beginning, we said when Peter preached and the church began, Peter preached the importance of, the ultimate importance of, Belief in Jesus Christ, repentance of sin, and faith in him. That's where it starts. And that's how you become part of the big church, and I am most concerned about that. If God leads you to be part of this church, um, then I want you to know what you're getting into, I guess. And what we want to be known for, what we want to strive for, is the things that, set, uh, that God set up as important there in Acts chapter 2. Now, sorry, I need a breath. Uh, take one breath here. I thought as we look at this today, it would be a perfect morning to take a few minutes and uh, observe what we call the Lord's Supper, where we take some time, or you might call communion or whatever like that, but we take some time to remember indeed together and focus on the fact that we are one in the body of Christ through the fact that he laid down that life in that body and the bloodshed. And so our communion here is open to all whose faith and trust is in Jesus Christ. And as I always want to say when we do this, if you are for any reason whatsoever would decide that you'd like to pass on communion today and just witness others to take it, that is fine. But in a moment, some music will play. Uh, the elements are up here. There's a little, uh, I guess, kind of wafer here in the basket, and then also a cup of juice that you could take. You know, uh, let me go to the, <laughs> do you think my finger was on the button? Guys, can you find the communion thing? There you go. I thought about this. Uh, the one in the body, you know, I think in the early church, they would all drink out of the same cup. And uh, some denominations, I don't know if they still practice that or if that went out with COVID or not. 
Uh, but uh, I don't know if some still practice that or not. I did think to myself, if I'm ever in a church like that, I'm getting in the front of the line. <laughs> not that I'm, yeah, not, 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 not crazy about the whole backwash idea. Uh, but we still go with the, uh, with the individual cups and stuff like that. So you are invited, if you'd like to take this time uh, to remember. And I feel I'm going to apologize, but it's not for teaching the Bible. I'm going to apologize for rushing myself into this because I, I, I want us to pause really and stop and say, hey, here's what we're doing. The king of the universe came down in human form, lived a life on earth. This represents the body that he lived in, a body that was ripped apart, that was torn apart uh, for me to pay the price for my sin. This blood, I'm sorry, this juice represents his blood which is his lifeline because he laid down his life. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. As we do that and as we remember we're one in him, uh, the music will begin. There's a table back there. There's a table up here if you'd like to pick up the elements, and then we'll take them together. I pray that my haste and, and, and hurry has not taken away from the significance of what we just did. I pray that um, you would impress upon us oh, why, we did, why, why we did what we just did. Uh, yes, we're being obedient to you, but also we need to remember. Uh, we, we need to never take for granted the greatest miracle uh, in our lives of uh, being given eternal life through Jesus Christ. In your name, amen. Figured the music man not supposed to be done. Josh is going to come up and hit us with a couple of announcements. I, I do want to take just one quick minute. Uh, we will develop this a whole lot more next week as far as the four moorings that we have today. We want to develop more what the church is to be. Um, I did want to mention just a little bit. Usually I can ignore the news and say we don't need to say too much about it in church because move, they'll move to something else next week anyway. That'll be the big story. Whenever you see the word Israel in the news, though, I, I am drawn to that because no matter what your belief is on prophecy or anything else, one thing that is not dis disputable is that Israel is at the center of prophecy. Okay, and because Israel's been in the news so much this week, I got watching a little bit. I wanted to mention, um, and I can give you this name later, a guy named Skip Heisek is a pastor at Calvary Chapel in Albuquerque. Uh, he does a lot of, he's very smart when it comes to background on things. Uh, he had a sermon he put out this week that you can get on YouTube, Skip Heisek at Calvary Chapel, where he also interviewed um, uh, Joel Rosen, Ro Rosenberg, help me. Rosenberg, and he also interviewed another guy that he just called Steve the Tour Guide. He's a guy that has taken them on multiple trips to the Holy Land. Uh, that whole thing probably lasts about an hour, but it was helpful just in understanding the situation pretty good. One thing I wanted to share with you uh, was actually said by Steve the Tour Guide. I don't know who he is. Uh, I was listening, not watching, but uh, he said, um, he said, folks, the thing to remember in everything, everything going on, the most important thing to remember is this. Your strength and your peace are never going to be found in the news that you watch. Your strength and your peace is found in your relationship to Jesus Christ and in the support that we have from other believers there like that. So uh, if I could, I, he said that, and I said, amen. My strength and my peace certainly didn't come from my new, the news report, but I want to anchor in that, and we may talk more about that in, in weeks to come, but I did want to at least give you that little bit. You've been listening to Pastor Dan Thomas of Community Church in Edwardsburg. 
For more information about the church, you can visit our website, edwardsburg.church. You may also contact the church via email, info at edwardsburg.church, or call us at 269-663-2648. Thank you for listening.